Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 78. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Tropp. We're here each and every week to talk technology tips to help you become more profitable, more productive, more prolific in all the things that you do. Spell that. Spell that. I dare you. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk tech week after week, and that's what we're going to do right now. Don't ask me to spell something. Seriously, I have to Google it and it tells me, did you mean? Did you mean? (laughs) Did you mean? Did you mean? All right. Yes, I did. That's what I meant. All right. So what do we got going on here? Uh, Lots of wonderful things, tech stories to have. And I see that you added some stuff. I've added some stuff. So uh, So let's do this thing. We're good. So where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with uh, domain names. I think that was one of the fir- might have been one of our first shows we talked about was domain names. But what's yeah. this tool that you have discovered? Well, you know, here's the thing: it's it's, it's hard to find a good domain name these days. Uh, and one of the things that you really don't want to do is go to a search a, a domain registry and start searching for them there, uh, because oftentimes they'll buy them up. You know, they'll buy, they sell those list of searches to people who then go in and buy those. Dogs, you know, dogs. A, you got to be careful with that stuff. So you really don't want to go and try a, to to see if a domain's available until you're ready to buy it. Yeah. All right. So once you're ready to buy it, then then you do it. So one of the things that I liked about going into, let's say, a GoDaddy or one of these other places is that when you go in and you type in one, it's like that's not available, but this is, and this is, and this is, and it gives you some ideas, right? Right. And so here's, we're going to enter into the world of Panabee, P-A-N-A-B-E-E, like panda bear and a bee, you know, like a bumblebee. And that's their logo. It's a bum, it's a, it's a polar bear, uh, or panda, I'm sorry, a panda bear with bumblebee wings. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) So Panabee. All right. So why Panabee? It says Panabee is a brainstorm engine for finding cool names for domains, products, and users. See many ideas with one click, translations, phonetic variations, related terms, and more. Get inspiration from people on Facebook and Twitter if you want to. Try try two-word descriptions like mobile party or domains like food.net. So here's the thing. We're going to try, how about business technology, all right? We're going to type yeah, in business technology. I, I will technology. tell people they need to go to the bottom of Panabee and click on um Panabee question mark because they have some really funny stuff down there. Oh, do they so, really? Yeah, I'll read you a second in a second, but all go right. ahead. So so here we go. Um, and by the way, and it actually searched to see if these are available. You get a green smiley face if it is available, a red sad face if it's not. Right. All right. Right. Here we go. Busynol. We could be busynol. Um, huh. There is busigi. <laughs> busigi. We could be uh, uh, Becknology. Busy uh, Tech is not available. Technist.com. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ginus.com. Ginus. Kind of dirty. There you go. Moving on. Uh, this is the second week in a row we might be labeled explicit. Exactly. Um, uh, rela- so, and then it gives you like <laughs> related terms to business like shop, um, right. profession, craft, trade. Con- so it gives you ideas of other things to tr- try. Like, oh, and if you click on them, it changes the search. Oh, so you can click on that? Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so there's techie, like technological, technique, uh, strategy, uh, technical. It's like uh, a thesaurus for for yeah. your uh, for your domain names. So here, I'm gonna click on techie. So there's uh, it's still got bazigi in there <laughs> and giantness. Booziness is one of them. So. Booziness. All right. So I I think maybe some of this stuff is not the greatest that it comes up with. But it certainly might help you get through, you know, some some additional ideas, at least yeah. to spur on thoughts. And it's more than yeah. those search engines give you when they say, well, would you like to try this? Yeah, because it's usually just that with a letter chopped off or something like that, yeah. which doesn't really help you. you know or, what I mean? or they put the my in front of it or <laughs> right, whatever, right, right. it's like whatever. Right. All right, um, so that's all I got. Panabi, it, I, to be honest with you, I haven't really used it yet myself. But yeah. I, I have one of those uh, weird fascinations with being overly simplistic. And so like when I want to start a podcast devoted to, let's say, The Hunger Games, it's hungergamespodcast.com. Right. <laughs> it's boring. But you know what? There's no question in my mind if somebody sees the name of that, they're going to rem- they're going to have a very good feel for what what it is. I'm I'm not going to go for Basiji. What the heck is Basiji? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Anyway, like know. Rever. You know, if, if I I told you to check out my service, it's called Rever. R e v v or I don't even know what. How do you spell Rever? R e v v e r. Isn't that a service? Yeah. Do you know what it is? I don't remember. Ah, see, that's why I don't like the name Rever. Although Rever, by the way, is a it's a uh, service where video. you can post your video videos, sharing. yeah, That's right. and it was one of the first places you can go to monetize your videos. Oh, good! Very first places to allow. Um, someone asked, "How do they make money?" I'm looking in their domains and I in their their um Panabi link at the bottom. I don't. And know. I don't know. That is a question. How do they make um, money? I don't know, but I will read you number three. Yes, of their frequently asked questions, which is if Demi Moore entertain second thoughts who would win a fight between ashton kutcher and bruce willis and the answer is great question ashton is half of bruce's age and lord of silicon holly i don't know what that means um but bruce played john mccain mccain and die hard um which means he can take out 50 terrorists by himself the bookies say bruce all bets are off so on and so forth and there's a mention to um charlie sheen and winning as well so um oh here <laughs> you, it is what, you don't what know is what silicon lineage? holly is Silicon Valley, no. Well, he he's basically Silicon Valley means he's a tech geek, and he's, right. fr- and oh, he's Hollywood. Hollywood. Gotcha. Uh-huh. See, you know, this helps me understand what Panabee is a lot more because it says Panabee is half bee, one quarter panda, and one quarter tiger, which makes him twenty five percent winner of Char- of Charlie Sheen. Because <laughs> Charlie Sheen has tiger blood. <laughs> to be honest, this is just—it's probably just a company that came about just for fun. You know what's interesting? They ask like who they are, and um, there it looks like they're um, yeah. I mean they have they have Wikipedia links to themselves. 
Um, so I don't know. It's pretty funny. Anyway. But at the end of the day, it's a nice little tool. And um, ooh, be careful when you click on her because there's pictures of women and not a lot of clothing. I think it's her. But anyway. Okay. Moving um, along. On to other tech news. Facebook to buy Skype? Question mark. Yeah, I saw this one, and, and Google still won some. Apparently, I don't know. It's yeah. The, uh, we talked about this a little bit on Social Media Serenity podcast episode number eighty-eight, and uh, I wanted to get your feel on it. I pretty much shared there that uh, if there were two companies I do not want to buy Skype, number one would be Google, number two would be <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, I here, here's my here's my. Uh, I, well, first of all, I agree with you. Number two, I'm very disappointed with Skype in some areas as a paying customer. Okay. I.e., good luck ever talking to a human being connected with Skype via email, chat, or phone. It's like they don't exist. You know, like, I'm pretty sure people work there, but getting a hold of them is just... Like, I have turned off, on my settings, turn off Skype voicemail. Okay. Like, it's a button. Click here to turn off your voicemail so people cannot leave voicemail on my Skype because I don't want another place to check voicemail because I have a Skype phone number, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's still, it's still on. Always been on. Can't turn it off. And I can't... And all the forums are basically like, here's my question. And then five questions later or five comments later, it's like, I guess no one's listening. So I think Skype could definitely improve their customer service, but uh, for the paying customers. I mean, free people, I don't know if you can complain that much, but uh, I, I would love for them to improve, but I don't think it means getting purchased by Facebook, which is going to make me log into Facebook to make a phone call or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. And Google, I mean, yes, they bought, um, uh, what is the name of what Google Voice used to be? Oh, Grand Central State. Or Grand Thank Central. You. Grand Central. Yep. You know, they bought that and they obviously have improved it dramatically and it's great. It's a great tool. I rely on it uh, tremendously. Um, you know, they've made it better even that, even though they took it down for like a year, you know. Uh, but I, I just, I, I don't trust Facebook to keep Skype as independent and separate from Facebook as they used to. I mean, yeah. you can still connect your Facebook friends via Skype. I mean, there's, I don't know, they're all, they're all sort of overlapping, but I'm not. I'm not super excited by that prospect, frankly. Yeah, I'm. I'm not either. And I kind of, I kind of am fond of Skype personally. I've, I've been using them ever since Skype first came out, and I've always loved Skype. The only thing about Skype I personally don't like is their latest version of their software, which I've not yet upgraded uh, to on my Mac. I, I did unfortunately upgrade or installed the latest version on my MacBook Air. And honestly, if I ever get a chance, you know, I will probably the next time I ever need to fire up Skype on my laptop, I will probably go to um, a service that allows you to get old versions of software. Are you familiar right. with those? Yep. Yep. Hold on. Check this older version software. I'm just going to do a Google search because. Yeah, I know. It's a pretty old, easy old ver- URL. Yeah. Oldversion.com. Yeah. You know, and pretty much any software you want, you can go down here and you can find it and. And just go look for Skype, and and then yeah, they have old versions. I mean, like like if you have an old old Mac that doesn't run, you know, any new software, you can go way back. But yep. yeah, I, I, the new the new interface to me takes some getting used to, and I'm not super happy with it. But again, it, it's hard because either it's free, so you have a hard time complaining about it or finding someone to listen. But as a paid person, it's so cheap. I kind of go, wow, can I really complain? Because like sixty bucks for my phone usage for the full year, and I mean, I use. I use my Skype for almost everything. Yeah. I mean, when people call me or I call out, you know, I mean, 
almost everything goes through Skype. You know, I don't have a landline. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some frustrations with it, but I'm not excited by almighty Google or Facebook swallowing them up and castrating them and making them part of those services. You know, check this out. I'm going to count this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on older on. It's actually older version. It's not old version. It's actually, actually it is. It is old version.com. The seventh most popular piece of software on the right hand side. Most popular files. Seventh. It's in the top 10. Skype 3.8.0.188. Because <laughs> people want to go back. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. And of course, it probably has, a. if you're on a PC, it'll probably tell you the most recently, uh, most current, uh, or most popular uh, PC versions. But this one's right. showing the most, because I'm on a Mac, I think it's pulling What's it up. What's the oldversion.com? Oldversion.com. All right. And so that's something to, I mean, heck, that that right there alone is worth um, listening to this episode if you've never heard of that before. Because yeah. uh, if you ever upgrade to new software and you really wish you could have the old version, but their sites don't have the old version anymore, that's where you go. There you go. All right. Hey, uh, news. I don't know if you heard about this, but Mashable reported uh, a story. It was titled, Rest in Peace, Typewriters. Last manufacturer closes its doors. Did you read the story? I did not. I did, and it's totally false. Sweet. What the heck? How does the, how do they get by with this? Check this well, out. It starts out. It happens all the time, dude. Big people get fired for that. I mean, I think didn't Dan Rather get fired for reporting some stuff about Bush and it wasn't true? I mean, it's just. And I think it's even more so in today's world. It's like, oh, just kidding. Yeah, that was a that was a random post someone wrote, and I made it a story. You know, I mean, I think people get lazy and they say stuff that's not true. Here's someone, it says joining it. joining other discarded technologies of late, including the flip video camera, uh, Kodachrome, and the humble floppy disk, is the typewriter which will no longer be produced anywhere in the world. Yes, that is the stupidest, most ludicrous thing I've ever heard of in my life. That I mean, how can anybody? Uh, even I think disagree. That I think Windows true. Vista should be the most stupid, ridiculous thing okay. you've ever heard in your entire life. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> Gawker, of course, got on the bandwagon here, and he's and they and they wrote a story called relax the typewriter's not going anywhere nice and so they're, they're still making typewriters and of course you know they're, they're still leaving the assembly line you know and and sure maybe the maybe the original people who made those big clunky you know heavy metal ones are are gone but I'll, I'll tell you this there are there is there is still a real need for typewriters today i i, I do believe there are and when I was still in insurance, there there were many times where actually I needed a typewriter and I didn't have one around. And finally, I had to go to Staples and say, you know what? Ship me a typewriter. I need a typewriter. Yeah. And and there's there's still forms out there with carbon something or other in the be, between them. And and uh, there are forms that you just need to type something. It says, please type this. Don't print it out. And and yes, I know there's software and all this other stuff that allow you to do a ton of things. But sometimes it's just really darn simple to throw it into the little spindle and type on the page and, and then say, you know what, here, sign it and send it off. Be done with it. <laughs> and it's, and it's yes. usually, and, and they're it, still making them for prisons and prisons aren't going away. So yeah, 
um, definitely, definitely going to, uh, no, those aren't going anywhere. Yeah. So, so. If, if you still need a typewriter, don't go out and immediately buy one. There's, I think they're still going to be around for a while, regardless of what Mashable says. Nowhere in the world will they be produced ever again. There's a <laughs> law banning it. Whatever. There's, they didn't say all that, but still. Hey, did you hear about the Nook? This is. I have a, seen some conversations about the Nook, and man, I find a nickel every time somebody asks me, "Should I get a Kindle or a Nook?" <laughs> I'd have some money. What would you tell them? <laughs> you know, honestly, I tell them um, to. Uh, you know, it, it's. I tell them to go put them in their hands. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is, uh, I'd say nine out of ten people ask me are people wanting to buy them for their wives. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why I became the guy to help you decide what to buy for your wife. But um, I find that women, in my experience, they like the Nook more. I don't know. I mean, that's just my personal experience. Um, but I, I say, I, I swear by the Kindle. I love it. I think it's simple. I think it does what it's supposed to do. You know, but uh, if, you, if you put them both next to each other, uh, for some reason, I, a lot of women I know have, have chosen to go with uh, the Nook. But... Yeah. I, I'm, I, I personally would go Kindle. Well, I personally would go Kindle as well. And I, it, male, female, it doesn't matter. I, I know plenty of women who love the Kindle over the Nook. But uh, initially, I would have said it depends on what you want to do. Uh, you know, because a lot of people is like, you know what? I really like this idea of the Kobo or the Nook because if I go with either one of those, I'll be able to rent those or borrow those books from the library. Well, of course, we had talked about the fact that you can now, or not now, but that's coming here shortly, where you right. can actually go to the library and borrow books over and over again on your Kindle device. Right. So so that no longer is there. And so now I would say hands down a Kindle. Well, it turns out that um, Nook, they the Nook Color, they turned it in. They're, they're opening up the doors because it's running on Android. Now they're actually taking away the wall between Android and the actual ebook reading device or software, and they're actually turning it into a net or a, a tablet computer. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm going to have to agree with Len Edgerly. All right. Now, Len Edgerly, I don't know how I know Len, but he's in my he's in my Twitter stream. And he wrote, he said this on Twitter. He says, playing Angry Birds on my Nook Color with 1.2.0 update is cool, but it makes it seem like a mini iPad, even less likely to read books on it, is what he said. And that's exactly why I don't like my iPad for an e-reader, is, is I, I'm, I'm less likely to read a book on my iPad because of all the other things I can do on it. I said this uh, on an episode a while ago. A while ago. But they were talking about we were talking about multitasking for the iPad, and I said, you know, I kind of like the single tasking because it keeps me on task. Yep. You know, now you know what it's, and I was actually referring to reading. Um, now I like multitasking on the iPad, but that is why I like my Kindle because doing anything else on my Kindle is a pain. Yep. So I don't do anything else on my Kindle unless there's some weird technological emergency where I've got to check my email on my Kindle, but that would be really random, you know. Uh, it doesn't overheat. I charge it. I don't even know when I charge it because I never charge it. <laughs> I know. I charge. <laughs> you know. I charge it like you know. It says that the battery lasts every thirty days. It, it lasts more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I if I'm going to tell people if it's about longevity, simplicity, Kindle. Yep. You know, it's it's that classic thing where more is not always better. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I I hear that Amazon is possibly making a tablet computer. 
There's all kinds yeah. of rumors speculating this, and I think more power to them as long as they can please continue to make the Kindle. You know, I don't. Right. I, I hope that they do make a tablet, and I hope that they're successful and they sell billions of them. Whatever. I just right. hope that they, you know, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm looking forward forward to an. I want a Kindle Four, and the only reason I want a Kindle Four is not because my current Kindle doesn't do everything awesome because it does. I love my Kindle Three, right? But, but the thing is, is I, I really want, I want to put there's, I immediately want to put a Kindle in the hands of my nine year old and my eleven right. year old. Yeah, I want them to have a Kindle, and and if they made a Kindle Four. I would immediately buy two brand new Kindles and I would hand down two Kindle threes to my two kids, my two older kids. Right. That, I mean that I'm waiting for that to happen. And the only, I mean, cause the, they'll, they'll do some, I mean, to go to a Kindle four, they'll do some kind of improvement. I mean, they'll, they'll probably have a little bit even, you know, better contrast ratio. Right. They'll, I was going to say every time they tweak it and you're kind of like, why, what's the big deal? And you're like, Oh, I see the deal. You know, it does, it does help, or maybe they'll make the sides smaller, or even the button configurations. I mean, I think it's gotten better. I mean, I had yep. I had an original Kindle. I got one as a gift, you know, um, from a company, which is awesome. So, you know, I've I've been a part of seeing them grow and change. Um, but you know, it's funny. I see people still using the older Kindles, and it's like, remember this: those still work. You can still get Kindle books on them. You can still, you know, they they they're still functional. Uh, and they're certainly cheap, but they, they've brought the price down so much, which I think makes just so much sense to, you know, because I've got to believe they're going to make it up on the however many books a person's going to buy in their lifetime to lower the price on that. So yeah, well, the uh, the thing is though is is um the, if they actually the Kindle Four if they go to a like a Nook color kind of display, like an LCD display or something yeah. like that. Uh uh-uh. uh, I if they if the if Kindle Four is not e ink. Right. If if Kindle Four is not Kindle like, then I will I will buy a couple more Kindle Threes and we'll go. Oh sure, the, we'll yeah, go that it's route. a totally different device. I want e ink, and I want I mean I want my Kindle. I want the little. I mean the thing is wafer thin. It's wafer thin. I mean literally, it takes no effort to hold. I mean I can literally hold it between my my index finger and my thumb, and there it takes no effort to hold it that way. None. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I went into a Barnes and Noble. I picked up a, a, a Nook color. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, the thing is, when you compare it to a Kindle, it's when you compare it to a Kindle. Uh, Pierce, Pierce Mars is a friend of ours. Heavy. He, uh, his wife has a, a Nook. Yep. And I picked it up, and I was like, dang, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's like a paperback, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I mean, obviously, it's all in the context. It's not heavy unless you have a Kindle next to it. So. Again, I, I don't think nooks are bad. I just think they have bells and whistles, but bells and whistles can break. Yeah. You know, I just want something to read books on. So yep. that's that's me. And and I just I just want to say, man, the the worst thing if I if I was a nook reader, the worst thing I could do is update that baby to one point two point oh. Because I I know I would get distracted. It, it it's just what it is. I, I love my I love my Kindle and and I'm reading tons of books. Which, by the way, Stephanie and I, did you hear we launched a new podcast? I did. The Hunger Games. Have you read it? No, and I'm not going to. But thank you. <laughs> I will, I, here's I, the thing. I believe it's a great book, and I believe that my life is insanely busy. And yep. God bless all you people who didn't sleep for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do to you what I did to Eric this morning. No, this week. 
<laughs> no, no um, I, uh, I am blessed uh, with uh, a quiver, as, as it says in scripture, that uh, the quiver, it's getting bigger and more full and uh, business is going well. And, you know, I'm actually, after this, after this show, I'm going to go walk down the street, uh, buy myself lunch and sit with my Kindle because we haven't spent enough time together. So I need go. to, need to, to, to feed myself a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to read the, the new Steve Pressfield book, um, do the work. So, yeah. Which I've heard. Are, is are you, re- are you reading any books for enjoyment? Just like, um, yeah, entertainment you know, actually I started only? reading one for enjoyment and then I started to not enjoy it. So I have to stop and find another one. Okay. But, but, well, um, if you had to stop and find another one, <laughs> <laughs> keep going. No, keep going. no, I'll, no, I won't. I'll, I'll stop now. No, keep going. It's fine. Are it's you fine. seriously? Okay. I, hey, I'm always willing to hear a pitch. All right. All right. Here's one, the, I can say no. Here's the pitch. Number one, you could get the first chapter for free. Okay. Well, you know that. Number two, you can get the full book for $5. Number right, three, number three, it is the best story that I've read in a very long time. And and I'm talking, you're talking to somebody who normally only reads business improve, self-improvement books. Okay. That, tell, that's, tell, me, tell me the, you know, Lord of the Rings is small hobbit, ring, evil, you yep. know, hobbit wins. How that's about, a, that's how, a 40 second, 20 second version. What's, what's the 20 second version of this thing? 20 second version. Okay. Post-apocalyptic North America. Nice. World. All right, that's it. I'll buy it. <laughs> science, fiction, sci- science fiction. Science uh, fiction. Basically, uh, world destroyed by famine, wa- uh, natural disaster, volcano, everything. All right. The remaining, the remaining population uh, has been is a is a nation called Panem, and North America is broken up into thirteen districts in the capital. All right. Capital is the government that runs everything. And they keep everybody alive and flowing and happy. But there's the 13 districts rebel against the capital and their leadership. Uh, there's a massive war and the districts lose. Capital wins. Capital destroys the 13th, completely annihilates District 13 from the face of the earth. I mean, basically wipes every man, woman, child off the face of the earth. And they de- they decided that they will bring their vengeance against the other 12 districts and say, you know what, you will never rebel against us again. We're instituting the Hunger Games. And basically, they f- they force these people to live lives where they just barely get by in each of the districts. And they're all pr- practically starving to death. And one of the things that they do is they make every district every year uh, randomly choose two individuals, one boy, one girl, between the ages of 12 and 18 to send as tributes to, to fight in oh. the Hunger Games, which is kind of like, you know, you think of the, you know, the old gladiator days. Running man. Yeah. 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 Well, these, uh, these yeah. 24, uh, 12 boys, 12 girls between the ages of 12 and 18 oh. Are sent to the capital uh, each year, and they fight uh, to the death until one person is victor. There's gonna be people listening to multiple podcasts from you, and they'll be like, "Dude, the last show I thought I was gonna hear about this on is Business Tech Weekly." So I apologize that I let Cliff give me the pitch. I, but I wasn't it gonna give fascinating. You, I wasn't gonna give you the pitch here, but no, blame it on me, people. Okay, I'm sorry, but, I wasted a minute of your life. Well, but. He, but here's the thing: why why would I bring this up on Business Tech Weekly? Bring it. Because, justify it. And, and I'm gonna I am gonna justify it. Let me just see if I can pitch this one. The thing is, is you know what? I get for the last three and a half years, 
I am I am just drowning in details of running my business. I I literally do very little for personal enjoyment, just personal entertainment. It, right. it it's business, 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 business. And I'm reading books, and of course, I force. And never being a person who likes to read books a lot, I force myself to read books. All right, and and of course, Stephanie got me to read the Twilight Saga, and I'm like, wow, I really enjoyed this story. It means it adds no value to my business life at all. Right, but right. man, it was enjoyable. It was it was a pleasurable read, and it really got me thinking outside, and it, and it got me thinking about stupid stuff. But it's it just like <laughs> it, it just gave me enjoyment. It was fun, and yeah. the Hunger Games adds that. And and I, actually, I got to the point. It's like I'm still reading several business books. I'm reading the entire Bible and reading a bunch of other things that are worthwhile. But I, you know, as soon as I finished the Twilight Saga, I'm like, I want to read something just for fun. I want, I want to pass time with a fun book to read. And man, this is an intense, totally awesome thriller book. All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I knew I could Even if it stinks, it's only five bucks. Read the first chapter. I'll make you buy me a burrito or something. Here's the thing. Read the first chapter. Here's what I'll promise you. The first the the first two thirds of the chapter, you're going to think, eh, I, I, I'm probably not going to read this. But if you make it to the last sentence, I promise you. If of you, what chapter? Uh, of chapter one. Okay. If you if you make it to the last sentence, you there's no way that you will not read the rest of the book. All right. All right, but whatever you do, do not go to the last sentence of that first chapter. Last sentence is the linchpin of the book. It is. Got it. Yep. Okay. So there you go. And then go to hungergamespodcast.com. <laughs> all right. And buy the tutorial on Hunger Games. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all free. Hey, Visa, Visa, going this back to technology. This is huge, man. This, this is, is huge. massive. I, I can, can you imagine being in this company and what we're going to talk about is Square, which is the payment uh, tool and it's hardware and software, but obviously Square is a it's small, free piece of hardware you plug into any iDevice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it has been a way to process payments, and it's it's just another startup, right? And it was one of what could have been several options, but it seems like all these companies are are buying into Square. It's amazing to me. So tell 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 our audience more about Visa getting on board. Well, he, well, and, and exactly. And so Square. Do you, can you tell me what the URL is for Square? I can't remember. Uh, it might be Square Up. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Squareup.com, I believe. Anyway, we had we had somebody yep. on our podcast here. We we interviewed them. Stephen Cross recommended the the guy that sells the cookies, and uh, he says that he loves the Square and and stuff like this. But it, it's this device that allows you to process payments face to face with people, and you don't have any of these fees. Well, let me read to you this story because this story just pretty much nails it. It says Square raised twenty seven point five million dollars in funding in January. So this is before this is by the way the twenty seven point five million has nothing to do with Visa. All right, so Square raised twenty seven and a half million dollars in funding in January. So it's not it's not likely that it's strapped strapped for cash. But more valuable than the undis—it's it, basically more valuable than the undisclosed amount of funding from Visa is the stamp of approval that comes with it. Hmm. All right. So number one, we don't know how much money Visa is funding into Square, but it made an investment, and an investment of any type from Visa is 
is is exactly this. It's a stamp of approval. It says Square offers small businesses a free alternative, a free alternative to expensive credit card terminals and asks for 2.75% of each purchase in exchange. About $66 million worth of transactions have been made using the device since it launched publicly in October. And that number is likely to increase as Apple introduces the devices in stores. So you, pretty soon yeah, you're going to be able to go to the, stores. the Apple store. Is going, and, the, and the Apple store does not sell many third-party devices, my friends. And Square is going to be one of them. And it says, at first, however, convincing small businesses that their transactions were safe with a startup was a hurdle. As thousands of them signed on, the challenge wasn't made any easier by an open letter from competitor electronic payment processor Verifone that accused Square of having a security flaw. Visa's investment shows confidence in both the startup and its security. Meanwhile, Visa spokesperson Ryan Donovan told the New York Times that the credit card company was in, uh, was interested in Square for its ability to increase the number of small businesses that, ex- that accept payment cards. So, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I think it's it's just it's, it shows that the idea the idea was so good because you know Visa could just go oh we'll make our own yep. but it was so um, you know it's sort of like wow they nailed it <laughs> we should just fund them you know if we can't prove it then join it yeah. you know what I'm saying they've already got us I mean th- this is awesome stuff I'm, I'm very happy for Square I don't do a lot of uh, local face to face payments but man I, I'm really thinking about you know maybe uh, going lemonade up- stand my kids with their lemonade stand why because i want to use square that's why (laughs) yes uh so my that's a good idea the kids with the lemonade stand would be an awesome awesome square i want to cut i'm just kidding there you go but i was thinking about you know going up and and showing off uh the square to maybe my parents insurance agency Mm. you know uh there's a lot of places i could see that you know this this could be very helpful so anyway uh that's square very cool news i think uh if if you didn't if you heard about square when we talked about it before and you were kind of like eh, i just don't know if i can trust a startup like this with with this important end of my business i think news- that was my that was my perception before definitely yeah I mean, it was well, it's cool but am i gonna am i gonna trust <laughs> that would you, you trust know? it more now that visa's behind it yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I was aware of it right when it came out. I remember they're like, "Hey, here's this 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 thing." And I'm like, "Well, that's cool," but you know, yeah, you want me to trust you, a little startup with my credit card, and not not actually, it's not my credit card that I'm worried about. It's it's my customers' credit cards. You know All what right. I mean? Steven's got something in our chat room. He says one issue with Square the t- in the terms. Your sale is the let's see, uh, your sale. I, I I don't what SIS. It, or your, I think your sale is their customer, not yours. Okay. Um, so meaning that you you don't have, you're not going to get a big lit like with eJunkie. eJunkie sort of does this too, where you have to like, uh, you have to kind of mine in there to get the client data out. Okay. Like Eventbrite is the opposite. Where Eventbrite, like you know, when someone signs up for your event, you can download all their email addresses into a, a oh, form. Okay. Right. So he's saying, you know, uh, it's sort of they'll take the money, but they keep the customer information. Oh, gotcha. Well, and and here's 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 my thought on that, and I never would even would have even thought that about that because I use Virtual Terminal Terminal with uh, with PayPal, 
And I don't know that it's very easy for me to go get that data from them either. But for me, I, I mean, I'm keeping track. I mean, I've, I'm keeping all of the the uh, customer information. I'm tracking the first name, last name, and and all that stuff. And all I care about is getting a you know a transaction ID number. You know, hmm. to, to know that the that I've got off, you know, what's my authorization number and what's the amount that was authorized and then putting that into my client file. But uh, I could see out on the street if you're, you know, selling cookies that that perhaps, you know, that additional step of getting more information, uh, you'd have to find a workaround. But, yeah, I, I could see that. I just signed up. It's supposed to be here in uh, two to five days. So we'll see what happens. There you go. Cool. So that's how long sign up took. Just so you know, the last time I talked to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's <laughs> is it free or do it you is? Pay it's for free, it? I, and that's a funny thing. They're going to sell them in Apple. I think they're going to sell the device. And I'm like, or you could go online and get it for free. But I mean, it'll arrive via FedEx in two to five days. You know, and obviously, and actually, I think they the original one beef with the original, um, I don't know, the unit or whatever you want to call it, the square, the card reader was it a was a little flimsy. And you know what? They they tweaked it and. Now people totally dig it because that's the other question is how sturdy is this thing? And because you're assuming people just throw it in their pocket after they, you know, take it out. But, um, you know, I'm wondering, am I not selling things in person because I don't have a way of taking it or because I just haven't had the opportunity, you know, so it'll be, it'll be nice to at least have it. I don't have to use it, but at least I can have the service. So, well, check this out. I am going in and I'm signing up for it right now for my kids lemonade stand. And uh, yes. do, do they have lemonade stand as one of the uses? Uh, you know, there's a lot of business types, so I'm so, not sure. Uh, you know, if hydration experts, yeah. you know, is one of them. But general, uh, I'm going to put general retail. There you go. How's that? <laughs> there you go. All right. So you keep talking. I got to look up my federal ID. What's the next story? <laughs> um, that would be your federal ID. You know what? You're, I'm going to need you for this one. It's, okay. It's the Google. It's the Google Apps. I'll skip to the next one, which is Adobe Connect Eight. Okay. You um, talk about that. All right. And we got to come back to Google Apps because I disagree. Um, so uh, I am using Adobe Connect. Uh, it's actually called Adobe Connect Eight. Adobe Connect Pro used to be the old name, uh, and it's a webinar service. So the the ones in the space, uh, you know, Dim Dim was one a while ago. It was free, and I've had people use it and have serious problems. Apparently, they have improved it somewhat. Um, people use what's the one that you use what's your Wait, webinar service? by the way dim dim has been sold has it, it yeah it, it somebody took that over one of those salespeople thing uh, go, oh go, salesforce yeah salesforce purchased okay. them or something uh, good luck god bless um <laughs> there's another so, service out there and the tagline on their website or on their website is uh the the web the source for ref for dim dim refugees or something right right, right. <laughs> yeah because there's a lot of them um, I'm trying to uh, join.me, a service that I've used. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of a lot of different webinar ones. We're going to talk about Adobe Connect Eight. So uh, Adobe Connect Eight is Flash based. One reason a lot of people may just go forget it. I'm not interested. Um, it, I have not had any issues with crashing or my clients' customers crashing. Uh, but essentially, you can uh, create as many separate URLs as you want. I'm going to kind of go through how I use it. Um, so if I have one URL, a pretty link actually that points to a meeting room I have with my individual clients, uh, the blogging, uh, your passion uh, ser- webinar series, I have a different URL uh, that, that goes to that one. And, and here's why. 
you can uh, think of Adobe Connect Day as not a webinar uh, room, but a, a hallway that has other rooms. And each room can have its own configuration. And so as the administrator, when I go in to sign into this thing, I've got the room in front of me that my viewers are seeing. And on the right side, I can have five or six or 10 different configurations. So when people show up, I have a welcome splash screen and then a place where they can chat. Uh, and then I, when I start the webinar, I can click on a different room and it just it's a quick flash on their screen. And it's a totally different configuration. The chat can be a different size. It can then show the attendees. Uh, it can show a share of my screen, a share of a PDF, uh, my webcam. But and I can go to another page and it can have polling questions built in where they can take and answer polling questions right there on the screen. And it can give them live feedback percentage-wise of how many people answered yes or no or whatever. And, and I have found it to be good uh, when you when you want to sort of move people through a progression. So for my weekly webinars that I'm doing and I'm using the service, you know, I have people and it's sort of a welcome screen. Then I do my screen share. And then I have, here's the questions uh, at the end, uh, the polling questions. And here's a link to the, the deal for the next 15 minutes to buy the webinar. Um, so I like the way that you can configure the rooms uh, individually. Uh, so each each actually URL is more like a hallway and you can create separate rooms off of that uh, versus just having it be a, a old school sort of screen share. Um, another great thing is the replays are available automatically. So you can record, you can hit record, and again, it's going to save it on their servers, but you can hit record, have a meeting, hit stop on the recording. The meeting's still going, but you hit stop. And then you go to your administrative panel and you can get the URL for that recording put it in your chat and say, okay, the, the meeting we just had, there's the replay right there. And they're going to go to that URL once you've made it public and they can watch it. Uh, they can watch the webinar that they just participated in um, right away. Now, if you want to make that offline, you do have that option. Uh, but this is sort of a negative is to get it offline. You can't download it. You have to actually like hit play and sort of like a VCR, you know, you can't record VCR unless you just kind of hit play and let it run. It's like that. You kind of had a, you have to hit play offline, and then you know hit play, and then it'll it'll sort of record it that way. Um, I actually just as I'm doing my webinar, do screen flow on another computer, yep. and so that's how I do my recordings. But for people who want it right away, it's a sales, it's a nice sales little pitch. Price is another big thing. Uh, it, it definitely wins on price, and again, cheap isn't always better. But in this case, it's five hundred dollars for the year, so that breaks down to a little over forty dollars a month. And you get up to 100 people in the room. Right. Now, that includes the presenters. So if you and me are going to do something together, we'd only have room for 98. Um, but you and I can share administrative rights so we could both you know, move things around and move within the rooms and things like that. Uh, they do have a free trial, obviously, for 30 days. You can have a room. You can have up to five people. So there's some, uh, you, know, some you do have a chance to sort of try it out. Here's the, here's the most confusing part about the process. Okay, Is that this service is resold. So if you just go type Adobe Connect 8, you're going to be able to go buy it. But what's for sale that you see is you're going to see, um, I think it's $45 a month and it's 25 people to a room. That's like their public one. But Adobe has offered this as a, like they have resellers. Mm -hmm. So there's other, like four or five companies that actually resell the product. And one of them is Clarix, C-L-A-R-I-X. And so that's the one that I went through. And so uh, I was able to get 100, 100 people in a room for a little over $40 a month, but I had to buy it for a full year. So it was a 
one-time outlay for me, but I'm using it multiple times a day. So it's totally worth it. And I'm doing webinars like crazy now. So Clerics is a reseller. And that's what I want to clarify for people. When they go there, they're going to get confused unless they know that really there's two options. You buy it straight from Adobe and you know the, 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 the help centers in India, they're very knowledgeable and very, it's the best help I've ever gotten from, from India when it comes to knowledge and you know their English is phenomenal and such. Um, but when it comes to capacity, I wanted the hundred person room. And so I went through clerics. And so, um, you know, it's going to sound funny. I've never done this before, but there's a guy named Jonathan Holt at clerics and it's his email says Holt H O L T at clerics.com C L A R I X.com. So Holt at clerics.com. And he would be the guy to, to talk to or connect to if you wanted to get that full capacity, 100 room, and, you know, he'll set you up with a free trial, things like that. So I don't have like an affiliate relationship with him, but he's the guy that, that I connected with. Here's my last bit about it that was the most frustrating part for me. Once I bought it, Cliff, and this is supposed to be software as a service, yeah. it took them about eight days to bump my room from the trial version to the full version. He could not explain why. He said, you know, it's just we're a reseller and that's the process. Unfortunately, that's what it takes. I really wanted it to be bumped up because I had a webinar the next day with 50 people registered. And so I actually had to tell half of them, you know, sorry, I, I'll give you the replay for free or whatever. Um, Cause I didn't have room. So it is software as a service as when you buy it and you have access to it for a year, but it does take some time. So plan accordingly. Uh, don't, don't expect to just flip a switch and have it ready the next day. But personally, after all that, I really like it. I really, really like it. And the people that have seen it really like it. Um, there, there are some limitations as there are for all the services. Um, the, the last part I would tell, tell you about just to be weary of or be aware of is if you want to record audio, of course, you can have everyone call into a freeconferencecalling.com number. Um, but if you want the audio to be recorded for the webinar, you need to, you need to connect your audio uh, in with the room. And that can be sometimes a little confusing. But if you want your audio to be connected with the screen recording, then you've got to connect your your you know your mic into the actual room. But um, you know, as long as people have headsets and they're not doing the whole internal microphone thing, it'll be fine. So I am endorsing it, uh, but I won't say that it's you know it's not as simple as maybe some of the other ones where you just go buy it and it's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting. I know that you used uh, that for your technology for successful business uh, program that you and I, how you and I are that we did yeah. like right yeah. after we first met. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it worked good enough and, and, and it did what you were needing it to do. I remember looking at it at that time and just thinking, man, this seems I mean, it, it just seems different than what I'm used to. And, right. and so I it was uglier, too. I mean, they, that, that was a different version. I think they've made it a little more. Oh, that's it was good very because um, it was ugly. Yeah, it was, and you can customize the colors, which you couldn't do before, and you know you can change some things, to, you know, add your logo and stuff like that. Like, if you go to actually, I think I can just give the Andy Tribe. If you go to andytribe.com slash meeting, andytribe.com slash meeting, uh-huh. um, you know, you can customize that little login where I had a friend of mine make um, you know that image on the right side, and that's where I can have my clients come and meet me. But you can do that for you know all of your different meetings. So if you're going to do podcasting A to Z, you can have the podcasting A to Z logo on that splash page, if you will. You That's know? cool. So you can brand it a little bit and kind of take off their drab colors. And um, you know, again, it's not perfect, but it's the one that after all my investigating, 
it's sort of to me it's a nook kindle argument it's like well some people love their nook and i wouldn't buy one but some people do you yeah. know well the the question i have for you is what happens at the end of the year your year i mean do you is it going to be very easy for you to just renew that you're not going to go for a period of time where you'll be without access to the service will you no i mean you know, and I asked him about that. I asked Jonathan, and I said, you know, is this an automatic renewal? He said, we know we don't automatically renew you, but we're going to get in touch with you a month before it's over to see if you want to renew. Because again, they're a reseller. They are they are reselling Adobe's technology, and they're 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 just able to get a better price on it for whatever reason. You know, right. and I asked that's I was on with them ten minutes before we came on the show, and I said, you know, I just explain to me, please why I can go to Adobe if I search for Adobe Connect 8 and I find it and I can buy it there or I can call you. You know, and he said, bottom line is they, they have four or five companies that resell it. We're one of them. And, you know, that's, that's he said, that's the only one we sell. He said, there's actually another company that sells, you know, I think, GoToMeeting and uh, in Adobe Connect 8. Like, they, they sell the competing, the competing um, products. But, um, you know, I mean, I've been pleased. These guys are very human. They're not, you know, they're not hard to get a hold of. And they pick up the phone when I call and they answer emails quickly. And, you know, um, you know, I, it, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, you would, you would probably never use this service, Cliff. That's just not something that you would do. But it's our job to give people options. And this is the what? one that, that, uh, that I settled on for good or for bad. Well, here, here's the question. I, I'd like to know why you think that I wouldn't use this because I, I, I am intrigued by this, to be honest with you. I think Cliff, what's really good about how opinionated you are is your opinions are informed and I'm not yeah. just blowing smoke up your ear cause you're my buddy. Cause I never met you. So, uh, you know, it, it, the bottom line is you make your decisions based on information yeah. Not speculation or guessing or even someone's referral. Right. Right. And so you have a system for the way you do things. That's why you're able to teach people things. Yep. You're not like, well, I don't know how I did it. I just did it. Uh, that's not Cliff. <laughs> right. You can duplicate it. You've got systems, so on and so forth. I think you would not use this because, and maybe you would, but here's my opinion why I don't think you would, because you've already got it figured out. Yeah. Right. Like, I have a so system. Amazon comes out with a new, uh, tablet are you going to switch to it no <laughs> what if it's better i don't care you know it's like you know just just because it's new and flashy and different doesn't mean we're going to do it and especially you you're hard to switch over to things cliff because most of the time you've already got some system in place mm-hmm. i'm not saying you won't like wonder list you had a list you had a list um i had a system system and then you switched it yep i'm not saying you wouldn't but i'm saying in this case you know, I just think you've already using, got your By the way, I'm using Cloud app. app now. You, you are? You sold me on Cloud App last week. I, I'm yes. using Cloud App, and uh, I'm darn near close to actually paying a premium subscription to them. Yeah, I am too. I, I do use that a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. The, and again, for those who didn't listen last week, you should. But we talked about the, that is a, an app for, or a program, I should say, uh, on your Mac that allows you to do screen captures and, and image captures and uploads them to the cloud and gives it a short URL very quickly. So that's why I think you wouldn't use it because you've already got your stuff figured out. I didn't have my stuff figured out. And so this is the one I went with, but um, that's, that's my thought on that. Well here, let me, let me share you why share with you why I asked that question is because there is one thing that your Adobe uh, uh, connect would does that, that I am seriously interested in. Mm -hmm. And that is the ability to record um, the whole, uh, you know, the whole session and have immediate playback. 
You yeah. know, now the thing is, is would I, I, I wouldn't use that, you know, for say, but, but man, there, it'd be nice for the folks who wanted it. Like they pay for a webinar and, but man, they just couldn't make it, but they wanted immediately that, you know, that next oh, yeah. hour or next day or something yeah, like that. For the that. weekly webinars, Cliff, this is what I do at the end of every one of my weekly webinars now. Mm-hmm. I say, here's the 15 minute deal. If you click on this button, this page is live for the next 15 minutes and you're going to get 50% off the replay. Mm-hmm. And number one, you're going to get the replay in the next hour. I'm going to send you the link from this one. There's no editing. There's no nothing. But I'm going to send you the link. So you're going to get it basically automatically. Yep. Right. Uh, of what you just sat through for the last hour, hour and a half. Yeah. That's a sales point. Okay. That's a reason to buy now. You're going to get it now. Not now, now, because I have to go change the e-junkie button or whatever. But they're going to get it almost immediately. Um, but then two, you know, I can then take that that file or whatever it is, that replay, and then I can go use that. You know, for instance, I, I don't have to worry about running ScreenFlow at the same time, right? Because I have that replay where I've got it later on and I can just go hit replay while I'm at lunch, hit start, and then I can, um, you know, the ScreenFlow can capture that replay, mm-hmm. right? Now, again, because this is all flash, that's one of the, pro- that's one of the Achilles heels of it, if you will, is that, um, you know, if I want to take that and make it offline, you know, like I said with the whole VCR playback thing, when you hit play, I think the, the file that it creates might be like a flash folder file or whatever. But at the end of the day, I end up using ScreenFlow because I love the program so much um, to, to, to handle the replays, pans and zooms if I wanted to. But the immediate replay is awesome. The last thing I didn't mention at all, because it's sort of most people would have no use for it. But let's just say... Uh, like I'm doing with this blogging your passion webinar series, we have three experts: me, Bob Loddick from ChristianPF.com, and then Jonathan Milligan, who's the blogging coach. Let's just say we've got 15 people in there, and we want to take five each and split off and go to a room and answer their questions. Yeah. With this program, you can automatically hit breakout rooms, and it will divide them up as evenly as possible. You know into these breakout rooms, and then I can jump into one room and talk to five people. Bob can jump into one room and talk to five people, and Jonathan. You can do that automatically, or you can move people manually into those rooms, and then as, an, as a host, I can bounce in between the rooms, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then those people can all turn their audio on and talk to each other inside those rooms. Yeah. And, and again, is that are most people going to use that? No. But I think the fact that it has that ability... It, it, you can start to dream up, boy, how, how, how might I teach differently? You know, with your podcasting A to Z, maybe you say, okay, group one, you guys go talk for 10 minutes. Group two, you go talk for 10 and I'll bounce between the rooms. And, and cause we all know we're dealing with really capable people in our business cliff. And sometimes they can learn and teach each other how things are going, yeah. you know? So that, again, it's just another sort of cool little tool that you could use if you wanted to. I don't tell a lot of people about it on the front end because it's sort of like information overload, but that's what Business Tech Week is about, information yeah. overload. Exactly. So that is everything I could ever think of Adobe Connect 8. Well, I, I want to say this. I've used Yugma before and yes. Yugma was okay, but it didn't work all the time and I needed something that worked <laughs> all the that's time. That's important. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So Yugma worked at Dim Dim and never was interested in it. Uh, it would seem too much like you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just seemed too much like Yugma. So wasn't interested in that. There was some other services out there that they just didn't do it for me. 
So when it came down to it, for me, it was between Adobe Connect, which I saw you use. It was GoToMeeting slash Webinar, which I have had experience with. Or uh, what's the other big competitor out there? I mean, the um, WebEx. Um, there, thank you. Thank yes, you. WebEx, I which I had I had used WebEx lots of times with insurance agent or insurance companies. Yes. So, um, and when it came down to it, I really felt like the two big players at the time were, you know, GoToMeeting slash webinar and WebEx. And then I thought Adobe Connect looked cool, but when you were using it, it was relative, it was almost brand new. And I, yeah, and I mean, I they've had other it, versions since then. And yeah. yeah, now they still don't have integrated com- audio conferencing yet, right? Here's the thing. And, and this is, this is I mean, my it's, issue. It's, it's voice like, this over is what IP would only. make it over the top perfect okay. right is if you want to use and this it's so frustrating because they make it complicated and i don't know why it's you cannot have a call-in number that is recorded a, via adobe connect yeah that's crazy right it, it is me unless you get like a 1-800 number and if you price it out it's like stupid yeah i mean it's like do do i look like uh, i'm as dumb and rich as donald trump no i'm not and i'm not gonna waste my money that way you yeah. know so that's to me the that the audio thing is really you know and, and again I just said well I'm gonna and, I'm gonna work it, work around it you yeah. know and and it's not very difficult I mean for I mean I know for the average person it's gonna be kind of crazy but I mean it's not too difficult for me to just take a, a the the source of audio from my mixer and bring it in through the eighth inch line in jack and assign that over to the yes. voice over IP I mean I that yes I do that I've done that before it's not a big deal. Right. Uh, so, I mean, but here's the situation from what you're saying it, it, in my mind, Adobe connect eight actually is it's in the running with these other services. And, uh-huh. and so I kind of like that. Of course, I, I, I do like the fact that go to meeting slash webinar does assign a phone number. It's not like a 800 number. It's just everybody has to dial into whatever number right. they choose, but it is, it, it does broadcasting out. I just I just wish that they had a decent recording option. They do have a recording option on the PC, but it's still recording in Windows Media format, and I'm like, oh. whatever. And uh, <laughs> so it, it's just crazy. So I don't know. I, I kind of like that you brought this up. I don't see myself changing. I, sure, I, I pay ninety nine dollars a month, but you know what? I make so much money from right. the what I use for what I use it for. I use. I use GoToMeeting, the actual, that side of it, which by the way, for 99, I get GoToMeeting and GoToWebinar. Yeah. Um, yep. And so I use GoToMeeting at least four or five times a week. And I'm using GoToWebinar at least four or five times a month. And, right. and, and, and trust Cliff, me, Cliff, for you, what you're talking about it. too is, and I, I really appreciate you brought up that point because people miss that and they go, $100? It's like, well, you get this $50 service included. And the only thing I would clarify is because I can create as many rooms as I want, I now have three rooms. I have my individual meeting, which is andytribe.com slash meeting for individual client meetings. Yep. And then I have my blogging your passion webinar. So that'll be set up completely different with different rooms, you know, in the hallway, if you will. Um, And then I have my weekly webinars. And all I do is change my pretty link every week to point to a different URL. Yeah. So this week is andytribe.com slash WordPress because we're going to be talking about WordPress themes tomorrow at four for my weekly webinars. And then next week, I'll just change the pretty link to andytribe.com slash whatever I'm talking about and point it to that different Adobe URL. So it really does give you a ton of flexibility. Um, But again, Jonathan can walk you through it. If people want to ask me questions, they can find me on Twitter and Facebook and 
or in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. There so. you go. Well, my friends, there you go. Another full episode of great tech talk tips and help for you in your small to medium sized business. And of course, if you have questions or comments, give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline. The phone number is 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Want to quickly mention to Sean J. Roberts that yes, we do have your voicemail here. We did not get a chance to get to it today, but uh, eventually we will. And uh, so, folks, if you do want to call in, give us a call. Uh, We will eventually get to it, I promise. Anyway, um, (laughs) yes, fun stuff happening all the time in our technology world. And uh, we love bringing it to you week after week. And we love doing it for free every single week now. No more of this only one episode a month for free and you have to pay for the rest. Every episode of every podcast of gspn.tv available for free to the world. And the only way we're able to do that is because of the generous support and ongoing financial help of those who are gspn.tv plus members supporting the content and community of gspn.tv. If you want to learn how you can benefit the lives of other people around the world by supporting this content and community, head over to gspn.tv slash plus and do what Andy is going to do and hundreds of other people have done. Head over to wherever you need to go and get yourself a copy of The Hunger Games. Not because oh, yeah, it's going to help. Right now. It's not going to help your business in any way, shape, form, or whatsoever. <laughs> but it's an enjoyable read. I know that you'll love it. Wait, no matter if you what. hate your business and you want to escape it, yes, that Hunger Games. So. Hunger Games. It's an awesome book, and it's a brand new podcast here at GSPN.TV. Again, HungerGamesPodcast.com. Until next time, everybody. We encourage you to join the community.